Grace and peace to you today. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd, and this is Dale Gustafson in for Dave Loomis. And uh, we're taking some time to look at some voices of the prophets from the Old Testament speaking into God's justice, justice for all people. And today I wanted to take a look at some of the words from Obadiah. Now, Obadiah is writing to a country known as Edom in probably about 550, 600 BC. And like all letters and books in the Bible, there's a distinct audience that this is directed to, and but the need for this permeates to all of us 2,500 years later. You see, there's this conflict that started, you can read about it back in Genesis 25 through 36, between two twin brothers, Esau and Jacob. Now the descendants of Esau are Edom, which are the Edomites, which is the recipients of this prophecy and the Israelites are descendants of Jacob. They're these twin boys, and this deception between them ran deep. It was a deep, deep hurt. So it could be said that this society of Edom was built on um, kind of this idea of self-preservation and deception. Um, it's not fair. The hurt lingered throughout their generations. And when anything like this takes root, it develops fruit of another kind. It develops this self-reliance just to endure. But let me start here with the ancient words of Obadiah. Obadiah, we'll start with verse 3. He writes this, The pride of your heart has deceived you. You live in the clefts of the rocks and make your home in the heights. And you say to yourself, who can bring me down to the ground? Now this is literal. See, they built their homes in a place of protection and safety in these rocks. So there was just one entrance in that they could protect. Um, there was a very narrow pathway into their city, so they convinced no one could penetrate. And this was probably about a kilometer long. Something similar to this can be seen in even Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade and the last and the uh, last scene there um, of a, a, a civilization that came about later called Petra, where they literally built their homes in a rock for protection. Now, this offered a great amount of, uh, like I said, protection from invaders. They felt isolated, but they felt like no one could get to them. And this developed a system of protection that made them incredibly prideful. And this sense of safety created a, a reliance on self that took them far from God. You see, Obadiah continues in verse 4 through 7. He says this, Though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. If thieves came to you, if robbers in the night, oh, what a disaster awaits you. Would they not steal only as much as they wanted? If grape pickers came to you, would they not leave just a few grapes? But how Esau will be ransacked, his hidden treasures pillaged. All your allies will force you to the border. Your friends will deceive and overpower you. Those who eat your bread will set a trap for you, but you will not detect it. Man, these words from Overdiah are overwhelming and saying, even those who come to rob might leave you a little, but those who come to you will take everything. Now, why is he saying this? Is it some kind of vengeance towards Edom? It's not vengeance, but it's absolute justice. You see, when we become people who are so self-reliant and so far from God, the only thing that he can do to get our hearts back is to let us fall on our own swords, if you will. In a sense, he's saying the things that you found strength in, I'm now going to use to bring you back to me. You see, self-reliance will deceive you. 
Self-reliance seems responsible for lots of people and healthy. And in some ways it is like I'm taking care of the things in front of me. But self-reliance and self-empowerment, if you will, can also slip into prayer lives, into our relationship with God. It's easy to go before God and say, man, I, I know what I need, God, so please come through for me. So we find ourselves asking for the things that we think we need. Or like the Pharisee said, I am just so glad I'm not like that other person. Self-reliance. Drifting to a place where we think we've set up a system that is protective, yet we find ourselves so far from God. We jump to verse 10 in the letter. It says this in the prophecy. Because of the violence against your brother Jacob, you will be covered with shame. You will be destroyed forever. You see, another thing about self-reliance, when we do everything we can to protect it and find strength in it, it actually produces violence. We go back to this system of like, it's not fair, this hurt was done to me, and so we fight back with violence and not love. Verse 11, on the day you stood aloof while strangers carried off his wealth, referencing Jacob, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were just like them. One of the things I think that's most dangerous that self-reliance causes is indifference. People of Edom may have said, but we didn't do that to, Ju to Judah. We weren't one of them. But the prophet rightly declares, you were just like them. Self-reliance is indifference. Indifference is a killer in society. Indifference is a killer in relationships. Indifference is a killer in marriage. Because so scripture says to become one, and indifference actually makes you become two again. So it's a tearing of flesh apart. Verses 12 through 13. You should not look down on your brother in the day of his misfortune, nor rejoice over the people of Judah in the day of their destruction, nor boast so much in the day of their trouble. You should not march through the gates of my people in the day of their disaster, nor look down on them in their calamity in the day of their disaster, nor seize their wealth in the day of their disaster. Another thing self-reliance does that develops this gloating spirit, as if like I'm strong enough, but apparently you're not. Manipulating the failure of another person to take advantage of them comes from this place. Sometimes we feel like, but they did it to me. It's this wrong change with internally. It feeds something in us. This sense of injustice where God says, I will come through for you. Self-reliance leads to this gloating, prideful spirit in the moment. But the things that you find security in, here's the truth, man, they will trap you. If it's apart from God, there's an end to them. Because righteousness is not just what we are against, but what we are for. So what are you for? And in these verses, God is saying, explain to them, Obadiah, what I am for is a heart that's close to me, is a heart that cares for their brother no matter how they've been treated in the past. It's a heart for each other because that's what justice is, is to all things and to all people at all times. It's a call to initiate ministry to other people. It's not just what not to say, but what to say to people. It's learning the love language of other people, what matters to other people. It's letting go of this is how I've always been. Just get used to it 
and how now can I be? You see, the final thing is that there is no location, plan, or soul that is beyond God's reach, His justice, and His mercy. To remind you, in verse 4 of Obadiah, it says, Though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. He's saying that even at the highest peak you think you can get, I am there and will make things right. Paul, looking back through Jesus, back through these words to the prophets in the, in the letter to the Philippians, says this, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the very name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This whole thing is about who God is. It's not just what we want. God is a God of justice and mercy to all people in all things. Some important questions that I think could lead to a heart change, at least to a pondering of things as you work inwardly to see what's there. In what ways are you currently self-reliant? What are you counting on for yourself to come through? Maybe just list those. What ways are you self-reliant? Secondly, how has that caused you to drift away from God? I think it's an important question because we note drift into good things. We drift. We never, on a ship, you don't drift into harbor. You drift into rocks, over cliffs, over waterfalls. You steer into harbor. So how has this self-reliance caused you to drift? And finally, is it God's justice and mercy that is speaking through you and in you? or something that you have manufactured and created to feel safe. These words to Edom was out of God's love to draw them back out of their own self-dependence and back to Him. And He's willing to be just to make that happen. So let the work of, the, of your heart happen. Let these things permeate you. It's worth it. God bless you. <laughs>